the old flat top, we gotta make some corn this year, boy. I've been rolling. You wanna start off talking about your story? I'm gonna start off doing this here. I'm the Spirit Chain newspaper man, downtown Charleston. Hi, I'm Aiden, and you're listening to Streets and Stories. That was Crackhead. He's sitting on the corner selling his newspapers. They call him Crackhead, but he's been clean for 30 years. He's an ex-con artist. We sat down and he told me some stories from his glory days. Thank you so much for clicking on episode five. What is that? What is that you're saying? Spare chain, spare ch- donation. Spare chain donation, see? Uh-huh. Oh, donation. Yeah, we making a we making a brand new video. It's called Crackheads Go Wild. Do you take crack? Nope. No. I cannot take crack. Man, I got 33 years of drugs. Nice. I go to church on Sunday. Uh, one o'clock Sunday, I go to Lausanne Mission Church, 83 Blue Avenue. We had church in where I live at on Wednesday, uh, the Washington Manor in the day room. Mm-hmm. So I go to church twice a week. I come down and sell these papers six days a week. Are you currently living on the streets? I was. I got a place now. How long did it take you to be able to get a get a spot? Oh, it's three to five years on the housing waiting list. It's five years, but you usually get one in three. Can you that, talk about your life while you were living on the streets? What was it like for you? It was amazing. It was, when I was living on the street, the comeback zone was open then. What is the comeback? Comeback zone. Down Chinatown, where they had all the nightclubs at way before you was born. I came in 73. So the picking was good. It was a lot of money in the street during them days. Yeah, all these, see they killed a football player in 1978 from Boston College and they closed the comeback zone down. Took all the clubs, all, you know what I mean? Everything now is gone under the, inside. You know what I mean? All the dancers and all that, they ain't in the streets no more. So I came up in a fun time to be in Boston when I came up. It's boring now, trust me. That's about all I can tell you. Sir, can you help me? I'm doing the interview. How about a little change to help the homeless? Thank you, sir. I can't take it. I give you a God bless you. Appreciate your support. That's how you do it. I've been here 20, almost 26 years doing this. Selling the spare chain paper. Selling these papers? Spare chain. Helping the homeless to help themselves. Have you ever spent a winter on the streets? No, I spent nights. I always go to Pine Street. Used to be Four Points Shelter, used to be open years ago. Where they got the uh, new uh, uh, underpass. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, my man doing the interview to raise, to raise funds for the homeless. He's my best supporter yeah. right here. Yeah, my best supporter. Good to hear. Yeah. Vito. Charlie is good looking son of a What's up, buddy? What's up? He raising money for he raising money for the homeless. You taking care of yourself? Yeah. Good. One day you come to my church, all right? 83 Blue Hill, one o'clock. 
Amen. All right, God bless you. Bless thank you. Peter, thank brother. you. Thank you. Look at it. See that? See that? Yeah. He always look out for me. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Oh, he's, oh, he's sleeping. He's sleeping. I got to find somebody to go in there and get me something to eat. I don't like to go in there. This used to be a good place, Starbucks. But they renovated and took all the old workers out and the new workers. And I was in there, and I wasn't bothering nobody. But one of the cashiers told the manager I was. And the two girls that I asked them in front of the manager, would I bother y'all? They said no. So I just did, I decided not to go in there. That way, I don't have no problem. Do you ever feel aggression towards you just for being on the streets? But not anymore, but yeah. you were. Did you ever feel? No, 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 no. I was a gangster when I was on the streets. Hey, what time is it, man? What's up, buddy? What time is it? Time to spare some change. No, no. I had I ran with two, three mobs when I was on the street. Can you talk about that? You don't want to know about that. I do. I do. I was a professional dice player. What's that? Dice. Oh, okay. Card player, pool player, all that. Card artist. I did all that. Me and my boys pulled off an armed robbery. We robbed the crap, a, a gambling house. But I got the door open because I was in there before, so I got the case. I go to Connecticut again. I won about 2,500, somewhere like that, in a club shooting dice. Then we go to an after-hour joint. I'm shooting dice in the bowling alley in the bathroom, turn to the after-hour joint. I don't want about 4,000. Four guys come in, they want to look at the dice. The dice on the wall. I pick the dice up. You know what I did? I switched him in midair and caught him. Did a Jane Brown and threw my scarf on the floor, down on my, off my shoulder. Now I had on a pair of blue suede shoes with the tassels, with the sti white stitches going around. I had on a cream color suit with the vest with the blue pockets and with the button blue. I was hooked. I had a, a, a cream cashmere on, a gold scarf, and a, and a blue Felt hat with the white man around. Oh, I was sharp as a tack. See, we used to buy the dice at the store. That they don't sell them no more. You got to go to New York and get them. Are they trick dice? Yeah. They call six eight flats. The shooter loses. Mm. When the corners get worn off, take them home. Take some fine sandpaper. Smooth the corners back. Listen. Let me ask you a question. The, the dice that they get in the casinos, at the table, where do you think they make them at? Where? New York. Everything made in New York. There's a couple of stores in there. If you go and know the dice language, the owner will sell you some dice. One pair of dice costs $50. Just two dice? $50, one pair. It's clear. You can't see what they got in it. Some dice, because when the, the dot fall off, the, the lead fall out, or the mercury. But these here, you can't see. You can't tell. <laughs> and it got a magnet on your belt. And you do like that to the dice. And it make the dice do what, what they supposed to do.
take the lead, drill a hole in it right here, and the ace and the deuce, and put the lead in it, you're making ace deuce bus outs. How long were you doing the skating? I've done that about 15 years 15. in Boston. I do walk around with a pool stick on my back in the case. Why don't you do it anymore? Well, time change, things change. I've been doing this paper for a good while now. Yeah, but see, they, they, like I said, back in my day, every corner they had nightclubs. And the clubs had, you know, I, I was a bouncer at a club called Sportsman's Lounge. And we had three pool tables in it. So I played pool all day, all of that work. So I got to be pretty good at it. You're pretty good at pool? I used to be, yeah. Would you bet on it? That's how I made my living, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, I couldn't beat the professionals, but the average guy that get off work on a Friday, came, he couldn't have a chance to get it. Really? Man, I went to Connecticut. I beat this dude in Connecticut. I'll never forget it. I'm in Waterbury. I took a shot at the ball. We had the ball way down here in the corner, like by the pocket, and the five ball fold to the rail, six fold. And we playing six ball. I put that initial on that ball and skimmed that five ball, six in the corner. Set the five up. He quit. <laughs> Yeah, I had some, some great adventures, right, some great adventures. Thank you so much for listening to episode five. I want to give a huge thank you to Shauna and Joe for donating. If you want to make someone smile this winter, go to IWishIWasOutside.org, all lowercase. Thank you and goodbye.